This is Shifting Our Schools episode 122, Tech Tool Bonanza. Listen up, educators. Are you looking to take your classroom to the next level? The technological shift in education is happening right now. If you're looking to integrate technology into your classroom, you're in the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. Thank you for tuning in this week. I hope that you are staying safe and healthy, and so is your family. It's been a crazy week here in the state of Washington. I had the Association of ESDs, which are our regional areas, reach out to me again and ask if we would start a round two of the teacher trainings that we've been doing here throughout the state. And I asked them, I said, well, how many people do you think will sign up? Like they were getting pressure from districts. And they said, probably somewhere between three and 500 people we think will sign up. So the team and I talked and we were like, okay, we can handle another three to 500 people. So we opened up registrations for just three days and we had 1,300 teachers sign up to go through our trainings. And it has been such an honor. We are up to 3,500 teachers through this program, uh, plus other districts that I'm doing on the side. I'm up to almost 4,000 educators across this state that we are trying to reimagine what education looks like in the state of Washington. In fact, if you want to see some of the information that is coming out of these cohorts, some of the learning that is coming out of these cohorts, all you have to do is go to Twitter and type in hashtag reimagine WAED, reimagine W-A-E-D, reimagine WAED, and you will see some of the incredible stories that are coming out of the system that we've put together, this three-phase approach we've had to dealing with this crisis and reimagining what education is going to look like afterwards. And to me, that's probably been the most rewarding part of this entire thing is not only are we supporting teachers through this crisis, but we're also reimagining education for an entire state of children. And I can't be more honored to be part of this work, to be tasked by the educational service districts in my state to do part of this work. Uh, two episodes ago, if you haven't, if you didn't go back and listen to that, that was the keynote, the virtual keynote I gave to the state. And since then, we've just been on a wild ride. I was able to reach out to some colleagues of mine, teachers throughout the state who are not only teaching their own classes or supporting their own schools, but also them going above and beyond to support 4,000 educators across the state in doing this work. It's just an incredible, just an incredible ride for everybody. And um, thank you for all you are doing on, on behalf of kids, wherever you are around the world, wherever you are. Um, I hope you are safe. I hope you are healthy and know that the work that you are doing is being recognized by parents, by your students. Uh, it is hard work, it's difficult work, but it is so needed right now. So thank you for the work that you are doing. This week, our episode is a tech tool bonanza, where the team of Reimagine, Ed and I, and they will all introduce themselves here in just a sec, held a YouTube Live where we looked at six tools that can help you reimagine your classroom, both now and into the future. It is live on YouTube. And so I will put the link in the show notes. If you want to go watch us on YouTube, you can go and watch us there because some of this might not make sense. But there are so many great takeaways 
that I thought it would also make a really good podcast. So I'm putting this in podcast form, but please also go over and look at the YouTube if you want to. And the thing that I'm just most shocked about is all of these presenters, this was done at four o'clock in the afternoon after we had done, I think, a total of uh, 12 or 13 trainings on Tuesday. We'd all done trainings all day. We had been in cohorts supporting hundreds of teachers. And it's four o'clock in the afternoon. And today, as we were back in with the cohorts, the thing that came out was, I can't believe you guys had that much energy in the middle of the afternoon. And when you are doing the work, when you are passionate about the work you're doing, you can't help but be excited. And I hope you you see that come through. Is it not just me, but the entire team here at Reimagine Washington, Ed, we are so passionate about our work that I, I think it kind of spilled over maybe a little too much in the tech tool bonanza, but it is, um, it, we just had a great time and I'm so excited to share this with you. So uh, stay safe, stay healthy, continue to do what we know is best for kids. Happy Teacher Appreciation Week. And with that, on with the show. One, we're going live. Yay! There's everybody. And as you talk, you're taking over the screen on YouTube. So everybody can introduce themselves. Patrick, we'll start with you. Say hi, say hi, Patrick. Hello, I'm Patrick Green. I'm coming to you from Kashmir, Washington. Awesome. Tyler. Hey everybody, coming from you from uh, Sunnyside. Let's see some Sunnyside people in the chat. I saw some people in there. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Christy. You get Hi. the award for farthest. Yeah. It's Chrissy here from Papatotra, New Zealand. And if you can spell Papatotra in the, I can't even say it. If you can spell it properly in the chat, you win a 10 points. 10 points. Um, who's after Chrissy? Stefan. Uh, this is Stefan Troutman. I'm from Moses Lake, Washington. And awesome. if you are in one of our cohorts, put your cohort number in the chat. Because oh, I'm ready to talk some trash yeah. about how much representation we have. Oh, and the other half of Stefan, Monica. Monica Mackey, also coming to you from Moses Lake. And don't encourage Stefan. Don't. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen Longmire, coming to you from Buckley. Awesome. Shannon. Hey, I'm Shannon Cunningham. I am physically in Black Diamond Elementary School, but I live up in Greenwater, Washington, near Mount Rainier. Awesome. Bob? Hello, Bob Kilmer from Enumclaw, Washington. <laughs> and Steve Murphy. Hey, everybody. Steve Murphy from Enumclaw, Washington as well. Beautiful Enumclaw. Yeah, awesome. And uh, thanks for that. Now you've started a war already over who's got the most cohorts here in the chat. Here, here they come. So here they come. But we need to know, are they K2, 3, 5, or 6, 12? Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Anything cohort. that is my cohort number, I'm claiming is mine. Paul? <laughs> well, yeah, then tomorrow you're taking over all of our chats tomorrow? Yeah. Stephen's in charge. All right. That's going to be a busy day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. We really appreciate you giving up your time and energy to be here with us today. <laughs> it's getting crazy in the chat. I love it. Uh, we're here just to be with you. We're going to do a little tech tool bonanza and we're going to get started here in just a second. Uh, the chat is your place. Uh, feel free to uh, 
root for whichever tool you feel or whatever presenter you want to uh, root for, you have that option. We're going to be in the chat as well uh, over there. And as you are finding out really quickly, the chat moves pretty fast when you have almost 300 people in there. <laughs> so you're going to want to use that at symbol. We've talked about using the at symbol. You're going to want to use that at symbol as you, uh, as you try to have some, maybe some sort of uh, conversation over there. So we really appreciate that. So for our tech tool bonanza, we've got a couple rules for your tech tool bonanza. We're going to do one app at a time and you are going to have three minutes. Participants, you only have three minutes to tell us about your tool. I will be your timekeeper, which means you really have two minutes and 30 seconds. What? So No, I'm sorry. No, I'm just joking. Okay, Shannon, breathe. Shannon's hydrating. I am. I'm ready. Let's go. So, all right. So, uh, I will give you uh, I will give you a 15 second warning, and then I will count you down from five as you try to finish up. And for the five countdown, I'll be using my fingers on the screen if you can see me at the top, oh, because if wow. I start to talk, I take over take over your video. Uh, but that's where we're going to get started. So we've got uh, six <laughs> tools for you this evening that we're going to go over, and here are the tools so that you are ready for them when they come at you. We're going to start with Padlet, which Shannon's gonna do for us here in just a second. We'll then move on to Adobe Spark from Chrissy. Uh, we're then gonna do quizzes with yeah. Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Um, we're gonna do Google Earth with Patrick. Ooh. And then we're gonna do Flipgrid <laughs> with Steve. Steve, yeah, he's got his Google Earth shit on. Um, Flipgrid with Steve. And we're going to wrap it up with Ed Puzzle with the almighty Stefan. So that's the lineup oh, for today. The six tools. Almighty. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> so here we go. All right. So first up is Shannon. Shannon, do you want to share your screen and get ready to rock and roll? Yes, I am going to share my screen. And while you do that, I'm going to set a timer. Uh-oh. For three minutes. And as soon as you're ready and you start talking, I will start the timer. All right, I am ready. So Padlet, Padlet is a fun collaboration tool for grades. I think you could do this K-12, maybe early, late K, but you can do this K-12 where kids can come together, brainstorm, exchange ideas, and it is super easy to use. So the first thing you have to do is of course, create an account, but you are the only one that has to create an account. Because after that, you're just going to share links. And so other kiddos, they don't need to have an account, which makes it a very easy thing to use. Once you get in, you're going to do make a Padlet. Oh, no. What did I do? I don't want to upgrade that. That's not what I was Yay! supposed to do. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Is it not? Oh, okay. Use one of your other ones. So here is one that I did for my students. This is oh, an example cool. of one <laughs> I created because their task this week is to create their dream neighborhood. So what I wanted them to do was brainstorm all the different things they could add to their dream neighborhood. So they created all of these posts as a way to brainstorm, collaborate with one another. So in, when you make these, you have all these great options in this little uh setting tool that you can go through, add a name, add a question. You can even change the background. Then you want to make sure when you share it that you make sure they give editing rights or you can change the privacy to read only, comment only. Then you have all these options to share the link. You can do a QR code. You can do a link. You can embed it in an email 
or you can send it directly to your Google Classroom, which is a great tool. Um, when they are posting, as you can see, you can add pictures, you can add videos, they can comment on each other's. You can even set up a button to where they can like it, just like on Facebook. All right, how much time do I have, Jeff? Uh, one minute, 10 seconds. Holy Whoa. cow. All right, so here is one I'm hoping is going to, I have some people I have recruited behind the scene who are live posting on Padlet. What have you enjoyed most about oh, distance learning? And I have some of that. my friends who are <laughs> posting and making comments. And these are all teachers from my building who agreed to help me with this product demonstration. What did I miss, guys? I don't look at that. You have a yeah, real life. I don't know. I have a live Padlet going. Awesome. On. That is dropping the. I don't know, guys. She is oh, dropping I, the hammer. I don't want to follow. <laughs> I don't want to follow. I'm using GIFs. Shout out to my Black Diamond Peeps for helping me yeah. with this. Thank <laughs> you. Can, you. can you show them how to put a GIF, how you can put a GIF to invite student culture in? Certainly. So if you are going to make a post, oh, it's super simple. The little plus sign here, you're going to make a post, add a title. You can say hello. And then to add a GIF, you're going to come to the three dots, come down here. There's a gift tool. Oh, Google. 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 Thank you. Go to Google. Time. Ah. Time. Hey, give me a task. Google. Don't tell me it's time. He right, cheated, it. Shannon. Oh, there she is. Look at that. <laughs> Nicely done, Shannon. Nice. Good wow. Shannon. Nice All job, right. Shannon. Padlet. All right. I don't know. Live update in a Padlet on YouTube, guys. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. I don't know. That's it. And here you go. Uh, all of you watching us live understand the reason why we're going this through so fast is because this is asynchronous, synchronous learning. You can either watch <laughs> us live or you can go back and you can slow that thing down and you can watch and you can pause and go through the steps of any one of these tools the moment you want to do it. So that's the cool part about it. Uh, which is why we're, we're kind of going through these fast so we can get through a bunch and support you. All right. Next up is Adobe Spark with our one and only New Zealander, Chrissy Hellier. Chrissy, share your screen. And when you start oh. talking, you will be on the timer. Oh, does it count if I say I'm so nervous? <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, you're too hard to follow. Uh, you're going to do amazing. I believe in you. All right, here we go. Start that timer. Today I am sharing with you Adobe Spark. Now, what is Adobe Spark? It's a web and app tool that allows you to easily create and share visual stories. So there's three parts to it. There's page, which is kind of like doing a web page really, really quickly. There's post, which is like social graphics, like make those really cool visual graphics. And then there's video. So you can make animated, narr narrated stories. So here I am in my Adobe Spark account. You will need an account. And any time that you use it with students, they will also need an account as well. But what's really cool is there's that um, integrated functionality of using your Google account. So if you're a Google school, you can just use your Google account to log in or you can use a simple email. Now, there are some boundaries regarding the copper law and students being under the age of 13. They're not allowed to create their own Adobe ID, but there are some ways around 
around that, especially if you're a school district that has Google emails. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in our other sessions that we have about some of the things that you can do. But I've been using it with uh, my grade three students and they, of course, are under the age of 13, but we got special parental permission to create accounts at school for them. So here is the dashboard of Spark. And as you can see, there's beautiful templates. You don't have to create anything from scratch, which is something that's also really cool about Spark. And I have got a couple of projects here that I prepared earlier and to show you what it's like. So this one here I already have published and have it available. And if I play it, this is what I'm not sure, I might fail here. If I play it, I don't know if you will hear it. So I'm just gonna take my headphones out and let's see. Hi everyone, it's Miss H. I've got a See how many circles you can find in your house. Check out the ones that I found in mine. Have fun. And that's enough of that one. Very cool. Yay. Yay. That was awesome. Here's the back end of it. So I just went round the house very, very quickly with my phone because you can get the app on your phone. And I signed into my account. I went round very, very quickly and took lots of photos of circles. And then I logged into my um, account and I published them here. And then I was able to go onto my laptop and do a little bit more. You don't have to do it that way. You can do everything through your phone or your iPad, or you can do everything on a laptop. So it doesn't really matter what devices you have at school, you can use them to make these simple videos. Now, this is a great way to use a tool and also embed those lessons on digital citizenship, what's appropriate to share, what's not appropriate to 15. share. 15 seconds, and it's also really good for copyright. Now, the other really cool thing about Adobe Spark is that you can publish them and you can share them and- Five. Collaborate on them. So I got oh, no. collaborate, oh, and they're still here. See, here they are. Here. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. Hey. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, Someone actually it. say. Jeff whispering in my ear. I don't know. That one might haunt me. <laughs> <sighs> That's all good. Nice job, Chrissy. Adobe Spark. Yeah, wonderful. Job. Nice. Um, what are some and ways somebody will come along later and translate everything that I said. <laughs> what are some cool ways that you guys have used uh, or seen Adobe Spark in the classroom? Uh, one of my things is I love the infographics. As Chrissy pointed out, they're already like pre-built outlines of infographics to get kids to work on displaying information. I'm thinking of math teachers or science teachers. What are some other cool ways you guys have seen Adobe Spark? People in the chat. Somebody said they used it for their school newspaper. Oh, very cool. I used it for all my Insta posts, mm -hmm. someone says. Yeah. Uh, Jen, you, you did you use Adobe Spark to make the reimagine law ed background? So you can make I, your own virtual background for your next Zoom meeting in Adobe Spark. How cool is that? Um, a cool. really cool way that we've used it at our school is for portfolios. So mm. every kid has their own Adobe Spark and they choose the best things that they want to highlight from their year's learning and show it in their Adobe Spark video. My, uh, when, when Denise was a school counselor, she, the uh, fifth graders, when she was in elementary over here in Seattle Public Schools, her, um, she had a bunch of fifth graders that got into this, this group of three girls that got onto this thing about save the whales. 
And so they went home one weekend and found Adobe Spark and made a beautiful website. You know, the web pages you can make. It was incredible. And my Dania comes home. She's like, my girl should show this to me. Do you know this exists? And I'm like, yeah, this is an incredible app. But we had to talk to the girls, good digital citizenship lesson, because they were going to save the wells. And one of the things they were thinking about, well, if somebody wants to donate to our Save the Well Fund, they got to contact us. So they put their parents' cell phone number on the <laughs> page. So we had to talk to the girls a little bit about uh, just about, you know, digital citizenship and what information do you not put on the Internet uh, and help them to create a, a fake email address. Well, like a Yahoo spam email address that they could put up there for their for their project, but uh, it's a great learning moment. But yeah, some really cool ways that you can use it. So I sure. should delete your cell number from the chat, Jeff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks. One, one thing that one thing that I really liked about Spark work with the teachers, she gave the students a choice of any of the three tools to use, and they chose whatever they were most comfortable with. Um, a page, a video, a website, whatever the case is. So yeah, I love using it as a choice, just because there, yeah. you have so many choices in one program, yeah. right? That kids and can it's free. Mm-hmm. And it's free. Yeah, so free. So now they're putting my number in there. Thanks, guys. Oh, why that. did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry. So my number. Phone number that is. Yeah. yeah. Now everyone's yeah. presentation for the rest of things is going to be to that cadence. You're going to be singing. All right. Well, let's carry on here. We've got quizzes with Tyler. So Tyler, you can go ahead and share your screen and get ready to rock and roll. All right, let's go, Tyler. All right, I'm starting my own timer. That's uh, that's how much I just get. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. So quizzes is one of my favorite assessment tools. Uh, It is my utility player for everything. So I'm in here looking at one that I have. I'm going to go in and edit it so that you can see the different types of questions you can do. They just released some updates. It used to just be multiple choice. And now it is actually, it has multiple choice. It has checklists. It has fill in the blank. It has polls. It's awesome. Uh, So they just added all of that. I want to show some questions in here. This is your regular multiple choice. Here is one. I wanted to highlight the math symbols that are available. You can add images to your questions. And this is my favorite, especially for the younger grades. You can add images for your answers so that students can go in and choose that. So I'm gonna go ahead and show one last thing. We all don't have enough time in the day. You hit teleport, you can steal things from other people that are on here, say I want something about cells. Look at that, now I can just choose anything that's in here when it loads. Oh, come on, these are my three minutes, here we go. Uh, And I can just take this and add it on in there if I wanted to do that. For now, I'm gonna hit done so that I can show you what it looks like from the teacher student side. One of my favorite things about it is you can do some independent learning. So you can assign it as practice or homework so students can work on their own time. The other way I'm going to show right now is a live game. So I'm going to hit play live. You can do teams to work on collaboration. You have tests for more of a really uh, test-like environment. I'm going to show you classic, but I want to show you one of my favorite things is students can have unlimited attempts. And how cool is it to tell students, I want you to take this as many times until you master it because I believe you can master it. So I always try to have that on for my students. There's a few other things. One of my favorite things is there are memes built in. I'm gonna choose the vault because it's my favorite one. (laughs) And you'll see what this looks like. So I started a game. You can share with a quiz or with a link there, or I'm actually just gonna copy this link and show that you can share it on your LMS. I'm gonna copy this over as on the student side. Let's see if I can get through this in three minutes. I'm gonna enter my name. This is my student screen over here. One of the coolest things, there's a read aloud option for students that might have some struggles reading. They're actually able to listen to the questions. So I'm gonna start that. I'm showing up over there and I'll start it. 
And I wanna show you both sides. So from the student side on the right, you can see I'm starting in here on the questions. My teacher dashboard is gonna be on the left. So I've got my question popping up here. Let's say, oh man, someone was fast and got in there with me. Nice work. That's me, Tyler. Hey, all right. <laughs> so I answered it, I got it correct. It gives me a fun little meme that I can see. On the teacher side, one of my favorite things is this class dashboard. So we can celebrate how we're all doing together and you can actually show just the top five if you want. Here's my other one with the question. I'm gonna get this one wrong on purpose and I have a reason, I'll show you why later. So it shows me the little leaderboard, has a little fun. You can actually turn off the timer so that the points aren't an issue. Fortunately, I know which one of these is a bear. Um, and then <laughs> as this is loading in real time, I can, as a teacher, go in and look at the questions 15 to see seconds. how students are doing. Oh man, okay, Thursday comes after Wednesday. Whew, that stress almost made me get that one wrong. And there's my meme <laughs> for that one. Let's see, last thing, coolest thing. I got one wrong, but wait, there's a redemption. I get a chance to prove it. All right. There we go. And that is quizzes in three oh, minutes. Oh, nice. Wow, well done. Oh. Almost cheating. Somebody wants to know if you like it better than Quizlet. I think your answer is probably yes, but you got to tell them why. Um, for the range of things I can do with it, I do like it more than Quizlet. Quizlet Live is really fun to use for collaboration in the classroom. So that might give it an edge there. But overall, I would probably choose quizzes. And I, I like quizzes, Tyler, because it kind of moves at my own pace. I wasn't had didn't have to be with everybody else. I got to answer at my own pace. Absolutely. And Adam likes the music. It's funkier in <laughs> apparently. It's all about the music. <laughs> hey Tyler, wouldn't Great. it be cool if we could play a game? You know, like with three hundred people at once. Have you ever tried something like that? Never tried it, but now seems like a good time to try it. And <laughs> oh, three hundred oh, people. Let's do it. All right, I'm gonna get it set up and share my screen. It will have the join instructions on there. So one second, I'm hoping I started the right game. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, reimagine wide review. Right. It'll give you, if you go to that link, joinmyquiz.com and enter that code, you'll be able to put in your name and join us as we play this live. Now, Tyler, are you able to see how many people are? Yes, of course you are, right? In your dashboard, you can see how many people are joining, right? That I can. And I'm actually going to make it easy on everybody here. I'm going to copy this link and throw it in the chat. Oh, no, I was just trying in the chat. You're making it too easy for people. There is, <laughs> there is a YouTube lag, though, Tyler. So there, those folks are going to be a little bit behind. But that's all right. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That's okay. Stefan, that's not a greater than symbol. It doesn't count. It, it says it is on my it's computer. Not, it's it's very disappointing. It's a parenthesis. I know. It's, I don't even know it's what the that same. Is. Greater than Stefan. Stefan, I think you're letting the almighty thing go to your head. <laughs> <laughs> right, I debated this saying Monica people? is greater than Stefan and then just tanking every answer and getting everything. <laughs> <laughs> is this the number of people playing where it says 85, 90 over there? Yep, we've got yeah, 90 people in oh, already. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're awesome. going to try and break the internet. I might finally break the internet. <laughs> 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 120. We're getting there. I'm gonna hit start in a little bit. People can join actually late if they would like. Should I start at 150? Oh man, we're already past. There we go, we're rolling, yeah. <laughs> All right, you people are going down. <laughs> oh. Should I I'll get the count? Australian. From down Happy under. if I place 
If I place in the top 200, I'm going to be really happy with that. <laughs> um, Jeff, what's the prize? Come on now. Uh, 50 points. 50 points? Oh, hey. Well, the way some of you have been throwing out points here, I'm not even oh. sure what that means anymore. <laughs> You're inflating the point economy. It doesn't matter. That's all right. I don't have any, so please let me win. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're ready. Should I do a countdown and start it? Let's go. Four, yeah, five, I'm ready. Four, we got a three, top 200. No, wait, two, 197. One, yeah. we need 200. <laughs> and two more, two more, two more. Two more. Okay. One more. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's do this. All right. I hear it on some people's screens. It means it must be up and running. I'll leave my screen up here so we can see our leaderboard. I don't know why it started with Jen in first place. I'm uh, just really giving her an advantage here. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Okay, I clicked my two. Oh, mean. Uh, no points. I didn't read the directions correctly and I got that one wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> These memes are killing me, Tyler. They're my, the, the, all of them are good, but the archived set is great. Fun fact, while people are playing, you can actually make your own class memes so that your kids can show up in the memes as they're playing. Oh, some of these I actually, oh man, I got it right and moved down. How can that happen? I'm going to be fast. Darn it. I am loving this, by the way. Place. This is so 39th good. place. Oh, 33. 68. I'm horrible. Six. 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 Oh, we got that right. And I yeah. got six spots from number one. <laughs> oh man, the the worst part about quizzes for some students is when you finish first, there might still be a chance that someone sneaks up and passes you. In okay, look at this, people. Number five. Yeah, that's right. That's Jen here. Number Jen, Jen, I'm six. I'm six. <laughs> Although, Jen, I do have to say you're not the number one Jen currently. Uh, there's another Jen <laughs> oh, that's yeah. leading you. Those are Should we be concerned that the participants are out? are beating the instructors. No, that's the mark of an effective teacher. Karsten <laughs> yes. Cook is calling us out. He was on a Zoom with Dan Meyer in Desmos, and they had a 1,000 people on Desmos. Oh, wow. Nice. Oh, We're going to have to do this again. Pull a Dan Meyer on us. <laughs> Jeff that's is awesome. working on a cardboard box, if that makes sense. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I feel like cardboard box is a desk. Give me a little help here. All right. Well, thank you, Tyler. That was pretty cool. Did I end the game um, and see our winners? Yeah, let's do that. Go for it. Let's see here. Ooh. If it'll work, come on, you can do it, little buddy. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and our first place. Oh, hey. oh, oh. Does it count? Sheila was in my cohort. Does it count? <laughs> Win by proxy? Five <laughs> points, Chrissy. 25 points. I'm off zero. <laughs> that was awesome. Fine. 
That was pretty cool. Thank you for putting that together. I've never done that before. We tried to break the internet three times today and I've yet to break the internet. We did a flip grid with over 500 teachers from Wenatchee. That didn't break the internet. Um, And then Christy and I did two different flip grids with the four day cohorts. That didn't break the internet. We didn't break the internet with this. This stupid internet is really tough. Jeff, Jeff, stop. Tomorrow we have like 87. <laughs> hey, uh, I probably am. If you can't, if you can't get into your Zoom tomorrow, it's because I cursed it. Yeah, um, that's what it'll be. All right. So next up is Patrick. Patrick is going to give us Google Earth. And I heard that he just learned how Google Earth works yesterday. That's why he got the T-shirts. He's in outer space. Uh, um, I want to see how he's going to do this in three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Who's timing him? I got him. I'm all over it. <laughs> so my goal is not to break the internet, but actually to show you that Google Earth is actually for everybody, not just social studies teachers. So uh, one reason that you should know that is that Google Earth is web-based. That means it works on your students' Chromebooks, which means most of your students that are connected with laptops and desktops and Chromebooks they could be using Google Earth at home as well. I would like you to know that every teacher should be using it. Let's start with some PE teachers. Let's say PE teachers are wanting students to map out a one mile run because they're trying to work on being healthy. So they can come over here to the distance tool and they could help kids to let them sort out their own mile run. And let's say I'm gonna run behind my neighbor's house and down my neighbor's driveway and over here and I'm clicking around and doing all this. And students could use Google Earth to actually see their neighborhood and plan out their run. But let's say you're a math teacher and you wanna be working on perimeter and area and math in the real world. Well, you use this same distance drawing tool, close up the shape and now you've got perimeter and area, students could estimate, students could figure out what's what's bigger, how many of my houses could fit into the school grounds. You could set up all sorts of things as a math teacher. Social studies teachers, are you kidding? Do I need to explain how Google Earth could be used by social studies <laughs> teachers? That seems pretty obvious, but here's one way. Uh, social studies teachers could click on the Voyager. I mean, it is the world, it is Google Earth, it's the planet we're living on, but in Voyager, there's all sorts of information and stories Uh, They are organized by culture, travel, education. Get in here, look around, see what you uh, can find. There'll be great stuff for social studies. But let's say you're a middle school or high school science teacher and you want to actually look at data about the earth on the earth. You can do that. It's right here in layers. Find layers and let's say you're studying. Oh, let's pick something. Not as if I looked in here ahead of time. Let's say you're you're studying water and watersheds. So you turn this thing on and you get zoom out of the way and uh, you wait for it to load. You can turn, it's gonna put data on top of the map, which is so cool. It's gonna fly us there. I've got different rivers I can turn on and off. I've got some cards here. I can go to the next one. Let's just go check out this watershed. I'd like to see how Chrissy pronounces this one, but let's dive in here and you can see we've got some overlays here. We've got, we, we got some toggling things, but science folks, you can get in here. Let's say though that you're a second grade science teacher and this seems way too complicated. You're gonna go a little trick I have here is go to the search bar. And I know some second grade teachers that are teaching biomimicry. Yes, they do in second grade. Look right here, this is a little hack, Voyager stories. I click on that and I just found the biomimicry Voyager story that my second graders could explore with their parents. And they can go look at buildings around the world that use- 15 seconds. No, 
Liar. <laughs> Is that true? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Throw <laughs> <laughs> me off. Last thing. Let students tell their own stories. Get into projects. You can build these Voyager stories. Your kids can build them. <laughs> and I know it's not my time anymore, so I'm just going to say this last sentence. Google Earth is the tool should that should be on every choice grid that has ever been made. So if it's not in your choice grid, erase something else and let students go explore the world in relation to your topic. Awesome. Yay! Nice work. I'm inspired. <laughs> wow. There's so much in time. there. Jewel says you need more time. <laughs> we could what do a whole thing. What was the word that you wanted me to pronounce? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> That is awesome. I love Google Earth. Any other things you've seen or heard about Google Earth before we move on? Anything you want to share about how you've seen it used? Used in reading. Oh, sorry, Monica. Um, used in reading to track the characters in a book to see where they actually oh, travel yeah. to. Very cool. Yeah, that it was. It was very cool. I and used like it recently for a, a virtual field trip, and the kids, the national park has loaded um, uh, tours in Google Earth where kids can actually virtually go through um the hawaiian volcanoes using google earth sorry i think i talked over you monica sorry no street view is awesome a librarian was saying well how can i use this as a librarian i said go visit presidential library libraries across the country and you can go into them and explore inside buildings as well as outside buildings and i had the coolest thing happen though with one of my 10 year olds i asked them to map their neighborhood and she wanted to map her nana's neighborhood who i've seen in the chat she's here and so she brought her Nana's house up on Google Earth and in a video to me, showed me where her Nana lives and where the park is and where you live on this road and, and gave a pic. I mean, it was awesome. She used Google Earth to explain where her Nana lives. Yeah, that's great. Sim similar to the uh, virtual field trip, using doing AP with WE and working with different organizations around the world, getting a chance to go and see what that what, what is really there. They understand what they hear, but they see what they believe. So that street view piece and being able to show where it is that they're working and who they're working with has been powerful. Did he just drop a quote? What was that quote? <laughs> <laughs> that, somebody catch that? That was pretty crazy. <laughs> What was it? They show they show what they believe, believe what they know, people or something. Under, I don't know what people, people understand what they hear, they believe what they see. Ah, oh, there it is. I like yeah. that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Wow. Jeez, <laughs> dropping the big guns on us. And I understand <laughs> what I hear after it's been said multiple times. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> and just for the record, too, let's do Jeff Utech today called the internet stupid, and Patrick called Jeff a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Quote. I'm glad somebody's keeping keeping score over there, Bob. That's what we got to hear for. <laughs> right. Next up is Flipgrid with Steve. Steve, if you want to go ahead and share your screen. All right. Go, Steve. Love go, Steve. All right. There we go. Flipgrid. All right. Here goes nothing. We ready to go? Right. Anytime you're so ready. I get a chance to share Flipgrid with you. Okay. I'm ready to roll. I get a chance to share Flipgrid with you. Flipgrid is a video ability to use video to be able to share ideas for students. It empowers them to be able to use their voice and use their video when they're responding to questions. I've started uh, a topic right here for you that you're taking a look at. It's simple for you to get started with. You would just go to flipgrid.com. You sign up. It's free. Sign up as an educator. And once you get into it, it'll look something like this. So this is my grid here. 
or my main page that's here and it has my grids on it. You can just add a new grid and different topics. And so I have my history classes and then I have one that we've created for our tech tool Bonanza here. But as you look into it uh, and, put, and put these together and click on it, you can then create different topics. And so you have different topics within there of different items of, of response for students. This can be used in great ways. It can be used in a way to be able to put together book reviews or movie reviews, student portfolios, get the students a chance to collaborate and share on video because it's basically a discussion board. So they get a chance to share with one another through video. So they can comment on a, a video that's been posted, a video that another student has posted, they can comment and continue that dialogue. In my mind, and thinking through this, I could think about if I was a foreign language teacher, how cool it would be to put together a flip grid where students then spoke in the language that they're learning and share it with maybe a native speaker of that language and get a chance to respond to them. So you can have some video in that sense. So I put together just to give you an idea of what it's going to look like here. Oh, there's Tyler. We'll get back to Tyler in just a second. This is what it looks like from the teacher side of things. So I have a 15 seconds video reflection that I asked your amazing instructors that are part of this Reimagine Washington Ed group to be able to respond to. So it looks like this on my side. What you would do to share this with your students is click on this. You can share it directly to Google Classroom. You can share it directly to Microsoft Teams, or you can just use this link here, or this copy this link to be able to share it. And what they would get to is a, a page that looks like this. And you can change the imagery up here. You can add video up there. And they would get to a page that looks like this, where then you have a plus. And all they have to do is click on that plus to be able to make their video. And they can have tons of fun with this. You can see Bob says Washington superheroes. Tyler said that he loves this because he gets a chance to add hair. So he and I <laughs> both get a chance to add hair through this. But you'll notice that on here for like Chrissy's, for example, Patrick has responded. Shannon's responded. So there are video responses. So if I click on Chrissy's. Hi, it's Chrissy here from New Zealand. I just want to give a big shout out to all of the WA educators who are giving this online virtual learning a go, trying replies, out all the tools you on rock. Here's Shannon's reply. Chrissy, I couldn't agree with you more. Oh my gosh. Patrick's reply. Washington <laughs> educators are amazing. If I look at it from my side, final thing, if I look at Tyler's, for example, I can play it because he's awesome, but I can grade it. I can add so comments awesome through here. I can comment myself as a teacher. I can have a rubric where I can grade and evaluate his performance. Four, three. Oh, I still got more time. Two, okay. So anyways, there's, there's tons of different things you can play with. So it's a, it's a great tool for giving student voice. Awesome. Yay! Yay! <laughs> well done. Well nice done. Job. Well done. Good job, Steve. It's, stre it's, a, it's stressful not having a timer in front of yourself. <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> Tyler, you were right about that. All right. Yes, Daniel. Kids can make more than one video. They can make more and more and more and a never-ending amount of videos, and they will do that. <laughs> and be careful. But the nice thing is yeah. you're able to put it where they can only leave a 30-second video or a 15-second right. video. Of course, then they'll cheat the system and just make 100 15-second videos. Yeah. 15 seconds yeah. up to 10 minutes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Copa compliant, yes. And you can moderate videos so that kids can't see each other's videos unless you give permission for that. So you can preview the videos. And I know a lot of teachers that use it for assessment. So they ask their kids a question, they can't see each other's responses. And then the teacher might open up the best answers so that kids can just see those best answers. Mm, that's a good idea. We're preparing Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jen. You can also freeze a board. So if you want to put your asynchronous teaching videos all on one board, maybe for a math unit, you can load them all into one board, freeze it. The kids can't respond right there. They just go there to learn. And then you set up other boards for them to respond on later. Oh, that's a great idea. We're, we're in the process of getting ready for our AP tests, which I'm sure maybe some people that are watching are in the same circumstance. So what I had them do this last week is I had them make a video about a certain topic as part of our content. And then they had to go in, watch all of those and get review and then had to respond to that. So we were trying to simulate what we would do in class, which would be interpersonal discussion conversation through a asynchronous way where they can do it at any time, anywhere. So one of my favorite things is up at the very top. Once you sign up for an account, it'll say grid pals. And what this is, is these are teachers around the world who are looking for other teachers to connect their classrooms to. So when we talk about global collaboration, not only can you take your students to Morocco inside of Google Earth, then you go and you connect to a classroom <laughs> in Morocco. Like this is yeah. unbelievable in the app that you're using with your kiddos. It's so it's such an incredible, just don't forget up at the top, it's called Grid Pals. There are teachers out there just like you who want to connect their classrooms. You can you can look at it through grade level or through a subject, subject. that you want. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it is such a powerful way to start connecting. You know, almost That's every school district has something in there that says create global citizens or create mm. citizens of the the world well that means your kids got to get out in the world <laughs> use apps to get your kids out in the world that's the part i didn't get to because i got cut off no yeah well did <laughs> you talk too there's, much there, there's, so, all, hey, there's also there's also sorry there's also a disco library they call it so there's free boom, or yeah. there's 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 available videos of of flip grids that you could use for your classes as well so there's and I want to just remind everybody again, we're going through these really fast because this video is being recorded. You can go back here after this is done. You can pause it. You can slow us down. You can speed us up. We are creating a live asynchronous video for you. That's kind of the cool thing about YouTube Live. Uh, so if you want to come back tomorrow or later tonight and say, what was that app? What did they talk about? You can watch this as many times as you want. So that's why we are here. All right. Last but not least, we have Edpuzzle with Stefan. The Almighty. Almighty. That thing he said about slowing down the video. <laughs> oh, here we go. Can you imagine yeah. cleaning us up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine what we'd sound like if you actually put us on two times? I, br I, I, br I brought a seatbelt for Stefan's presentation. <laughs> <laughs> a teacher in Moses Lake once said that she she found this like, I don't know, something where you can speed up videos infinitely. And she did it on one that I purposely talked super fast and sped up to teach people how to slow it down. And it was not pleasant. So I don't recommend you go down that path, man. All right. Tell me, tell me when I'm good to go. Cause I'm just going to word vomit. As soon as you start talking, I'm, I'm hitting the thing. All right. <laughs> that, that didn't count. That didn't count. <laughs> Okay, we're talking about Edpuzzle. Edpuzzle is this really, really cool tool where you can take videos that you have made or you can find them somewhere on the internet and you can import them and make them 
able to be interacted with by your students. So you can import questions, you can put in notes, you can do voiceovers, you can trim them. It is insane. So there's five different things that you need to remember. You need to find a video, you need to create the assignment, you need to assign it to your students. You can monitor their progress during that time and then give them feedback. It is super, super crazy. So what you wanna do is you wanna go to edpuzzle.com. I've already signed in here. It's a Google single sign-on and it's awesome, super easy and free to get in. So now I'm in here, I'm just on a basic account, but it did ask me to add my school district. This is so I can see if the other videos that other teachers at my school are making so I can go find and steal their stuff. But if you know there's a YouTube video out there that you wanna go grab, you just take yourself to YouTube and you go find it. But you need to be very, very careful about going to the wrong places on the internet because you're gonna find some very shady YouTube channels there. So make sure that you go to YouTube, you do some kind of search, like I don't know, Stefan Troutman MLSD and just see what comes up. Oh, look at this 452 legitimate subscribers with 162 videos. That is crazy. You should probably go subscribe to that. And then you go to the video channel and look at all of these things things that he's doing on a daily basis this guy must be a god so pick one that sounds super interesting like i don't know when it wednesday r.i.p that sounds hilarious and super fun these people are having a good time so i'm going to grab this url i'm going to control c to I just muted him <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> This super cool. My video is in here and I can cut it. I can trim it. I can add voiceovers. I can import questions. I'm okay. Good. I'm unmuted. Will you stop doing that? <laughs> I can import questions right here. So when I go and I click on the different places in the video, like if I click right here, notice this cursor right there. Boom. I can add multiple choice questions, really relevant school questions. Like does Stefan have uh, more subs than Monica? And the answer, obviously, we just saw that is yes, but the wrong answer is no. You could always add in more choices here and just hit save. And now when my students watch this video, it automatically pauses them here and it prompts them this, with this question and they can click on it and boom, and it is amazing. When you are done with your video, you simply hit finish and boom, look, we're here. We've got our finished product, but we've got a couple things we can do. So if I want to assign it to my students and I have a Google Classroom, I can automatically import my Google freaking classrooms. That's insane. <laughs> or I can create them right here and easy piece my kids are in or I could simply make the link public and I could copy that link and I could put it right into the chat so you can go watch that video yourself oh no I hit shift v not control v failed all right now if I go back I can assign it to my class uh, I'm just going to hit back here so I can see this. I'm 15 seconds. Uh, 10 seconds. Okay, so this is what happens. This is what it looks like on the back end. If you've been using it, this is for professional development. Faster. You, can monitor, Faster. you can monitor your student's progress. Like this really irresponsible student who's only watched 20% of the video. She only spent two minutes and she left a question here and I can respond to her with feedback. You are a noob. Boom. Done. Insane. What an amazing way to track feedback, to track attendance, to track engagement. So insane. Hooray. I get bonus time because you kept me. Muting me. <laughs> wow. Ooh, oh, so, uh, we're done. Wow. Go check awesome. it out. It is crazy. So, so, so powerful. I'm exhausted. If nothing exhausted. else, emphasize that I have to work with that man and subscribe to my channel to shut him up. <laughs> oh. Exhausting. I found myself so holding my own breath as he yes. was talking. I'm gonna get him to breathe. Breath, actually, I need a drink. <laughs> uh, so, real quick debrief: other things you've seen about Edpuzzle, uh, a powerful, yes, powerful tool. Um, other things, ways you've seen it used in the classroom. 
So for process, instead of just having students answer questions about content, but as a teacher, especially in distance learning, you could also set up a video where you're walking students through a process. So, hey, students, um, I, it's, if you're watching this video, it's because you finished your rough draft. I would like you to now read the rough draft out loud to yourself. And then it stops, right? And then students read the rough draft out loud to themselves. And they're having a one-on-one -on -one conference with the teacher even though they're not actually having a one-on-one -on -one wow. conference with the teacher. Mm, I love that idea. That's insane. Anyone else? Just, I mean, that voiceover feature is not one that I've used a lot, but I feel like there's just a lot of power in that to be narrating something else that's going on, to be providing context. Um, and then I, I just love that there's, there's a whole library of stuff in there that's already created. I know that our history teachers are like in love with crash course. There's a bunch of stuff on there, but I really do think the power is using your asynchronous video tool to upload your own stuff on there. Like Patrick was talking about, but we've talked a lot about balancing what's already out there and, and, and making your own stuff. And we know that it's, it's a, it's a crazy time. So just don't be afraid to dip into those pre-created resources. Um, and, and so you, that way, you know what your kids need. It's pretty cool stuff. And again, the paid version, you have to pay for it in order to collaborate with others. So I know a math team that three of them sat at their computer before, before they paid for it, three of them sat at their computers. They all paused the video at a minute 17. They all put in the same question. They all put in the same answer. And then they went to the next question and they had to each make it individually. So we did end up buying it just for that collaboration piece. Also, at one point, there was a limit to maybe 20 Ed Puzzles. I don't know if that's still the case, but the freemium version is great. Tyler, you're telling me? Well, 12 I think, is I think what it was. I think, it. I think they've upped it for, oh yeah. I think they have upped the amount right now to respond okay. to the virus, but uh, I think typically it's 12. And I don't know if it's free now during COVID, but a uh, great tool to play around with. Yeah, it it's one of the it tools is free for during COVID. Yeah, it's one of the tools that when I'm talking with schools uh, and working with schools, I always tell teachers, you know, and you people who are watching this are the perfect example of this is before a school should buy something like this, te teachers need to pilot it and show its use. So it, it is free right now, I believe, during this crisis. So go try to figure it out, use it, see how you might use it, be ready to use it next year when we're back in some kind of sort of regular schooling. Uh, but what I found is that if you can show administration the data behind the scenes, the way that you can give instant feedback to kids, the way it closes the feedback loop, all the powerful uses of it, it's one of those ones that I see schools time and time again willing to pay. But you got to have a teacher go out there and show that it's worth the money. I don't want us just, you know, buying every app that comes across. So you got to show show it's worth the money. And then uh, and then we'll, we'll make it happen at the district level. So that's that's kind of the way that I've always approached this. So uh, it's a fantastic, cool, uh, fantastic tool and uh, works really well. So. Uh, give all of those a try again, just to re just to kind of go over the list. We had Padlet, Adobe Spark, Quizzes, Earth, Flipgrid, and Edpuzzle are kind of the six tools that we uh, kind of looked at today. So thank you for that. We've got about 10 minutes left in our yeah, hour for here. being accused of, I feel like I'm at a slumber party where everyone has yeah. been up all night and on beverages. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> or, or this is just what it's like to, to do passionate work. This, this um, is us. Yeah. And I think yeah. this is us. And I wanted to just take, you know, we've got about 10 minutes here before it's up. And I wanted each of you, you know, we've been in this now, I, whatever, it feels like 
it feels like forever, but I think it's only really been two weeks or something like three weeks we've been in this, uh, that you've all helped and stepped up to support teachers across the state. And I think what I hope what people are seeing is just the passion uh, that we love doing this work. We love supporting them. And I wanted to give you guys these last 10 minutes to just kind of think about what have maybe been an aha moment for you so far in this journey. We're only a couple weeks in, but what maybe has been an aha moment for you or what is it that you're kind of thinking about, reflecting about uh, as we head into these weeks coming ahead? Well, I just, I know that just everything that I've seen, and this is, I don't know, sure she's watching, but the whole story with the job of the huts, Belchley, that made my day, man. Like, <laughs> it was on May the 4th and she's like, did you know my dad? And I was like, oh, and she was making fun of me. You almost know a celebrity. It's like, I do, I do now. Uh, so that, that, but honestly, the reason I say that is the vulnerability of teachers, the willingness to ask questions, the eagerness to learn. We were uh, talking before we went live about, people's tenacity to stick with the information and, and ride out those tech glitches and just what everyone is learning. I mean, this is just this huge movement of people who are learning all this new stuff and we've only just scratched the surface. Like we're, yeah. we haven't mm. actually gotten into some of the, like the stuff that's coming, the back half of this. I am so excited. I yeah. am so excited. And just some of the questions that came from the beginning, I'm excited to see how those translate to the back half of this. It's just going to be super cool. Awesome. You know what I'm super impressed with is that we have dumped so much information on teachers in a matter of two weeks. We have taken them to the brink of frustration. Maybe today might have been actually over <laughs> that. And yet they come back time and time again and they come back with energy. They come back with questions. They leave and they're reflective and the energy and as they start to share, it just inspires me because I think, wow, we pushed you and we pushed you hard and we almost broke you. And yet here you are again and you're mm -hmm. coming back for more and you're on this ride with us. And it is absolutely amazing. Thank you to everybody mm -hmm. for just sticking mm -hmm. it out with us because, mm -hmm. wow, I have learned so much. Yeah, yeah that's I, what I was going to say. I think I am learning so much from the people in my sessions, the ideas that they share. I will go, I mean, I'll take one of their ideas and implement it right away. I did this so at my class meeting this week, use their ideas to, to help me as a teacher as well. So I am just so thankful for the, the conversations that we have back and forth and the celebrations of their success. I, I have two words, inspiring and passion. Mm. Okay. So inspiring and passion. So for a number of years now, it's been feeling like there's this trying to figure out what direction we want to go and what we want to do. And the 21st century education model wasn't matching with what we had. And it was like, it, it would suck your energy out from what you're trying to do. And so all of a sudden being a part of not just this team, but all of you, okay, all of you out there, all of you that are a part of this have reignited for me that passion mm -hmm. and then inspired me to be able to continue to do those things for me. And so it provided something to believe in again, and your willingness to go out there and try and do all of that. All of these educators are willing to try go out there and try and do all that. Sometimes you get caught up in your own little world and you think that the people that are resistant is what majority of them are. No, no, no. The majority of educators are passionate and are inspiring just like all of you. So thank you for that. Lots of good questions coming up in the chat. I wish we could answer them all. I, I just don't know. How do you get teammates on board when a lot of them feel there is already too much screen time? Again, as a technology coach, people ask me all the time, what's an appropriate amount of screen time? And my answer is screen time is different. We don't want kids sit and get. We want kids to be creators of content. So 
I know people have to get over the fact that they are on computers. Uh, it's not about the computers in the work that we're doing. It's about good pedagogy, good teaching. And I think teachers are starting to realize that. Again, those teachers who aren't techie, they're having to dig in. There's a sense of urgency. And I hope they realize, again, it's not about the computer. It's about developing relationships. And we're doing it. We are doing it across the state of Washington and we are doing it well. Woo! <laughs> yes, I, I noticed in the chat also some people feeling a bit overwhelmed about all, oh, wow, there's so much I don't know. There's so many tools out there. And I, I would remind you that focus on the core four, get that done first. Make sure that you are able to connect with students and you're focusing on relationships. The things that we just showed you here, these are for a spark, an idea of what's possible when you start designing learning opportunities that are beyond kind of the traditional sorts of things that you've offered. So right now you might be posting a worksheet along with the math scope that you were working on before you left school. But three weeks from now, you might be sending students to Google Earth to measure out some things and use real world math. And, and that's where you're headed. It's maybe not where you're at now and you don't have to be there now. Where you have to be right now is meeting your students continuing to focus on relationships, make that connection and get students engaged. I love what yeah. Patrick just added is celebrate the successes, right? And I, if you're in one of my cohorts, you've probably heard this phrase too many times, but there is no success too small to celebrate right now. And I really truly mean that because, you know, the, the, the last thing we want all of you to do is compare yourself to someone and feel bad, right? Like use that as inspiration, but the little things that you do along the way are absolutely worth celebrating. We had someone who said, I had two people in my office hours and, and they felt like it was a bad thing. And I said, that's awesome. You've never connected with two students online in office hours and you just did it. And now you opened a door to do that just with so many other students. So please celebrate the small successes because there's no such thing as a small success right now. They're just successes. People business is one of the most important businesses that there is. And the things that you are doing as Washington educators is just phenomenal. So keep doing you and we'll be better together at the end of this. I mm -hmm. firmly believe that. Thank you for what you're doing. For those of you that don't know, Bob Kilmer is the one when we were showing videos that was rapping to his <laughs> The background was some Yay. purple. He's the rap star. I think we should uh, get one right now. Whoa, whoa, what do you got? No tweeter twill, not dressed to kill. You know the drill. Thinking's a skill, so climb that hill like Jack and Jill. Be quick, not agile. Easy does it, not fragile. Celebrate, we will, right here at the reimagined grill. Yeah, we will. All right, thank you, everybody. Thank you for spending your Cinco de Mayo with us. Uh, we appreciate everything that you are doing. Thank you for putting up with our tech glitches. Uh, I'm serious when we say we are literally about two seconds ahead of you uh, going through this. And uh, thank you to the team for giving up their Cinco de Mayo to be here with you. Thank you all of, uh, for all of you of spending your night with us. We will see you in the cohorts or we will see you in your schools or we'll see you on the network.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit sospodcast.org, facebook.com slash Jeff Udick, and on Twitter at judick. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools.